Welcome to episode seven of the Destiny is All podcast. I am Jason Barnett, and this is the only person I know that would actively seek a sponsorship from the one company that is also her sister's biggest competitor for her patent pending product, Amy Haywood. (laughs) True or false? I have not thought about that one time. I feel like we need to hit pause for me to call her right now and apologize. I don't think that you even thought about that until we had our DIA squad meeting the other day. For those of you that you don't know, we have created basically a group text within our family that we now call the DIA squad. Destiny I thought you said VIA. No, like, DIA. DIA, yeah. Gracious. Like, I don't even remember, like, how it all got started or what ended up happening, but I renamed Mary's product. And then as we were talking, I quickly realized that we've spent this entire time, and by we, I mean Amy, has spent this entire time trying to gain sponsorship from her sister's largest competitor for her product. (laughs) Okay. I think you're getting ahead of yourself a little bit. I think I'm I mean, at the exact right spot. I, I, don't I don't know how much time I've really sought gaining sponsorship from Spanx. And I am not going to say that I would not take it if they actually ended up me. <laughs> I will take anything at this point. And, and, actually, oh my gosh. We need to get, and we can't say the name of the company because it's it's patent pending and none of it. <laughs> nope. I'm not saying it. I almost did, but then I realized the rules. <laughs> she could be our sponsor. I'm well, well aware of this. Like, this is oh why. Oh my gosh. I haven't even thought about this. This This entire production could become a family affair. I have been well on board with making this a family affair. The fact that I've spent the past (laughs) 14 to 15 months, it feels like, probably weeks, I would guess, doing all of this. Like we've we've already included your- 14 months? Close. It feels like it. Like that, that was a really, really long quarantine. It just felt like forever. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you out of quarantine? By definition, maybe. I'm really not. I mean, we. Uh, I go to work and then I come home. Yeah, and do your kids go to school with you? No, I mean they your, do your not. own children or your students. So no. my students do not. They're on their way back. By the time that this episode airs, they should be back in the building with me. Really? I have yeah. not heard this update. Okay. Okay. So slowly but surely, we haven't really figured out how it's going to look, but oh, well, I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> I do know that I have set up easily four or five screens to hold all of the webinars that I need to have, the classroom meets, like all of the things that a teacher in a virtual world needs, I am fully prepared for. And just in time to finally get settled, I have to redo the entire thing. Why? Oh, you mean, you mean redo from virtual to the other? Yeah. 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 Now there'll still be people that are, you know, doing both. So 
I just have okay. to figure out what that balance is going to look like. Okay. All this to say, let's bring this full circle to the very beginning. We have a new sponsor whose name we cannot release. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly right. So shout out to our new sponsor. Shout out to the sponsor. Name. She may or may not be related to us. Oh, there's so many things I want to say that I can't. I just think that if we say congratulations on becoming the first sponsor <laughs> of the Destiny is All podcast. And we will go back and, you know, we'll edit this back in. Hey, Caleb, just remember, we're going to need to come back and edit this at some point. So make sure you save the master copy of all this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some names, some sponsors to add in, some shout outs to give. Yeah. Speaking of sponsors, let's get back to the last episode where we had a lot of discussion on Yorkshire Terriers and my loving of them, your loathing of them. And I would like it to be officially known that your new name is Story, because I don't know what kind of sorcerer or pagan curse or hex or whatever it's called that you put on me and my family. But the irony of what happened post last recording and last discussion until now is comical. I have wonderful, wonderful abilities that I choose not to make public. That might oh, be one oh. of them. Sorcery is one of them. Sorcery apparently. might be one mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am a mathematician. <laughs> Whatever. Listeners, last episode, Jason commented on all of the Yorkie tragedies that we have had in years past. And we also happened to be mentioning the poor golf game that was my husband's performance, who is sponsoring currently, currently, not in the future, but currently sponsoring this season one sponsor. He's the season one sponsor. And it turns out that all in one weekend, one week post that recording, all on the same weekend, Kevin's golf game was back. We're like, it's back, baby. It's back. This is great news. We were winning. There was money involved. There were funds coming in thanks to his golf game. All while simultaneously, Tiny Tim, our favorite Yorkie, had pancreatitis and spent three days in the puppy ICU. And the most ironic bit of all of that is that the winnings from Kevin's golf game were within $75 of the vet bill of Timmy (laughs) in ICU. (laughs) (laughs) How does that happen unless sorcery is involved? There are very few things that I have control over in my own life. I can promise you that if I could control Kevin's golf game, I would make (laughs) him a fantastic (laughs) golfer in every way, shape, or form until we played each other. I couldn't even be upset with any of it because I couldn't stop laughing 
at how ironic the entire situation was. Needless to say, Mary, we're going to need you to be a big success with your new company because season two is looking for a different sponsor other than Kevin Haywood Golf. Kevin KHG? (laughs) That's not fair. That's not fair. His golf game made a comeback, but I don't know that the health of my dogs is necessarily making a comeback. So maybe that's the problem. Speaking of dogs, can we also talk about my dog that is my least favorite, third in line? He is my favorite. Oh, he's the worst. And ran away this morning. And there's a long story in front of all of that. I have no patience for any of that, though, because like you live in a community where everybody pretty much knows everyone. False. False. I know like three people and they live across the street from me and one friend that's like one street over. That's it. But the point is, is that if a dog is out, that's going to be public knowledge. Whereas my dogs live in a community where everyone knows everyone as well. And they run away all the time. This is not something that any dog should be deprived of. I think that dogs should go on more excursions as long as they come back. I was hoping he wouldn't come back. I know. And that was the worst part. Like that was, that was sad because Ty is awesome. And the fact that you don't think that he's awesome says a lot about you. Well, I mean, disclaimer, I'm kind of a dog freak. This is true. I mean, that's true. Like I love my dogs. I love love my my dogs dogs. too. But there is an order of which I like them. And the big dumb one that sheds constantly is my least favorite. But I mean, I say that tongue in cheek. Like if you know me, you know, like my dogs live better than most people live. I love my dogs. But the big dumb one needs to just go already because I am absolutely finished with him. Anyways, all the dog talk is just reminding me of my situation this morning. He ran off. I didn't care. I was over it. I texted everybody. I said, Ty is no longer with us. I'm sure he's in a better place. <laughs> that stressed a lot of people out. Like that like for people that don't normally respond very quickly to group texts, they were instantly like they responded quicker than I do and that is like that is frightening. Shockingly concerned, right? Yes. Absolutely. I was like, what whatever. Whatever. I'm done with this dog. But it all just worked out quite comically. I was getting ready to get in the shower. Maybe that's too much information. But I happened to just give a one last look out the front window and I saw this lady walking the dog. My dog. On a leash? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and you could tell she was kind of on a mission. So I, I, I'm, I grab a bathrobe, I run out the front door and I'm yelling, but she was already out of sight. But I mean, I knew she was still on my street. I just couldn't see her. So I'm hollering, hello, like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. fussing and hollering. Well, there are some trees being cut down a couple houses down. So one of those guys comes walking over and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not talking to you. I was, Did you see a lady <laughs> with a dog? <laughs> so anyway, she comes running back. It was a tender moment for all of us. She she said that Ty, he came to her door. I don't know why he came to her door. I don't know if he rang the doorbell. I don't know what was going on. But she said, my dog just passed away three weeks ago, which of course breaks my heart because I've been through that. That's like, you know, mourning for a long time. And she said, this is the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me today, that he came to my door. We gave him water. I didn't give him food because I didn't know if he had already eaten. I'm like, okay. 
I can't deal with you anymore. (laughs) And we had a thing. She said we were walking and he walked me down the street and I just told him we were looking for his mom. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I, I need to get in the shower. And I tried to get the dog from her and he would not come. So now she's thinking, why won't this dog go back to this lady? Maybe this isn't his home. I tried to make a joke and say, do you want to keep him? She wasn't laughing. It got awkward. <laughs> You're never good in those situations, first of all, because like, you get extremely uncomfortable very quickly. But have you ever thought maybe that there's like a dog newsletter in your community and Ty uh-huh. somehow found out that her dog had passed away and he went over just to pay his respects? First of all, there is a dog newsletter. Gosh. Well, I should say, oh my I should say it's a dog slash cat slash political slash we have a ghost in the house newsletter and it's called next door y'all don't have this no do you know what i have next segment this is unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) it's called it's a thing people have this in their communities next door doc i don't have it because i i can't but kevin keeps it he's got the app on his phone and i'm sorry next door but it's our like sitcom relief at the end of the day is we go through and we laugh and we mock the people that post things on next door. I am promising you, I cannot be more serious right now. This is an actual thing. We spent a solid two hours laughing within the last couple weeks about a posting that a lady made about her house being haunted and the examples that are happening in the house and then these straight up legit responses that she was getting from the entire neighborhood on what to do about the situation were so unbelievable part of me at one point thought people are just messing with her this isn't real like there's they no don't mess way. around with animals like that is not something that people mess around with like that is Animal? a- I'm not talking about animals what are you I'm talking about the haunted houses oh gosh I thought that there was a dog that they were talking about which was no. why it was haunted no oh no. my gosh that, was there was like- no haunting of the dogs no okay this person was posting about a haunted like she said my house is haunted by someone. Do you think he's really just trying to like sell whether the, the haunted houses? Like, is she like making people come in and paying an entry fee? No. Like, no. times are tough. I couldn't make it up if I wanted to. This stuff is unbelievable. <laughs> Anyways, that is pretty much what monopolizes all conversations on next door is a missing dog, a missing cat, political jabs at people, and what do I do about my haunted house? And then people actually give advice about such things. Anyways, all that to say, we just laugh and laugh and laugh. Where were we? Where were we? Kevin's golf game is better. We have gotten to so many things. Like, we like spent all the money on gracious. dogs. This is a podcast about the last kingdom. I just think that like one of the things that we have to do, because I, if I don't say it now, I'm going to forget it. I need to go ahead and get this out of the way because we do need to kind of recap episode six and then get into episode seven. But I know in some roundabout way, you were kind of expecting me to formalize an apology to you because of something that we discussed in episode six. I. That is not true. My son's name. 
Oh, yes. Do you remember how your story was the one that trumped all stories? So what I will say is this. Both of our recollections of the story about Asher are true. I went back. I listened to episode six. I want you to know I never discredited your story. I just wanted to verify that the information that was told to me and was told to you was the exact same thing. And I talked to Liz and she said that we were both right. So she's this a is, liar. This is me. This is me apologizing to you for not knowing about a conversation you had with your sister. That sounds like an apology, right? No, it's not. It is. It's not an apology. It doesn't count. And that's it's still false. So I mean, we don't have enough time to get into that, but it's still false. And well, she's- this is that was an apology, and that's all that you're getting. And it is now on record as me apologizing for not knowing about your conversations with that's your sister. That's not a real apology. That's how it's it not works. a real apology. It's not. <laughs> speaking of, it's not. Speaking of episode six, do you remember when you used to give me homework that really seemed more like a social experiment rather than a continued discussion of how we're currently making this podcast? You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. I gave you homework that actually was related to the show itself. Have you gone back and watched all the recaps and see how Uhtred introduced himself? Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. I did. I did what you asked. I think it was very telling. Because I think that he is giving you insight as to how he is describing himself and sees himself. I don't think he always refers to himself as Uhtred, son of Uhtred, going forward. Agreed. But what did he name his son? Uhtred. There's like 40 of them. Actually, that's true, but that's going to be for another, that's going to be for next season because there are some things that we are going to talk about. There are some kids that disappear. I don't know. Amy, 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 you're fantastic. You've had fantastic stories. You have absolutely given me things to talk about and think about and how ridiculous it is. (laughs) about things going on around you. But before we get into any more of that stuff, because I'm afraid it's going to come up again, how about you go ahead? Let's look back at episode six before we get into episode seven. Well, I don't know if I was ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm recapping this time. Do I always recap? You do always recap. You always recap. Remember last time I thought that maybe I would be a great mentor and give you a chance to lead as well. I feel like that you did pretty well, but the mentor needs to kind of take back. How's your mentor doing, by the way? Fantastic. The mentor made it to our promotion the other day. I don't know what that means. On our promotion for the Destiny is All podcast on Instagram. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know what she was very excited. She was very excited because she knew exactly what the day was. I interrupted her class. Bless her heart. And Right on cue, knew exactly what it was. So yeah, she's yeah. doing well. Yeah, we like her. Okay, fine. I'll okay. I can recap. We didn't like Uhtred in the last episode. No, we did not. He was kind of horrible. He wasn't the Uhtred that we know and love, right? That was the big thing. You're exactly right. It just didn't yeah. feel like the person that we wanted him to be, or know he's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. 
And again, I kind of think that's part of it is that we know Uhtred in future seasons. And so we're a little bit struggling when we see him in his young self. But that's not fair because we're all, when we're young, you know, we're kind of fools, right? That's not fair for us to judge Uhtred. Oh, you are a fool. I was going to say, I'm not young and I'm more of a fool than anyone. Well, I'm just saying, but you know, he's young, so that's not really fair. But yes, this was not, last last episode was not one of his finer moments. And then he had to go and bring the pagan queen. We both agreed she was kind of a freak, but she's going to come around. Yeah, we're going to talk about her definitely in episode seven. For sure. she's She makes some redeeming appearances in this episode, but she seems like a weirdo at first, but then she kind of grows on us. But Utra does hang out with her in the barn overnight. And it's, I mean, he's married. It's that not wasn't good. Yeah. You just don't do that. Uhtred. No, you don't do that. And he had all, already joined forces with Scorpa who was creepy and he had the blood dripping from his mouth. I mean, that whole situation was just less than, so we had a lot of people, a lot of people that we typically like that did not have finer moments in that episode and then a couple new people that we further just didn't like i don't know it was just kind of all around i mean it's critical to the overall plot i suppose or overall storyline but we just wasn't our favorite episode right yeah i think that as we said before the biggest thing that really bothered us was that this wasn't the utra that we really were growing to like and i think that this was really a a chance for him to kind of figure out what it is that he wanted. He's been struggling with that for so long. For sure. But he and Leia Fritch have, so they kind of go off and do the bad boy thing and they're doing what they're not supposed to do. And then Alfred catches wind of that. And he, I mean, these are his two best warriors. He brings them in and basically they both have to die. Right? Yes. So Alfred sentences them to death we don't formally hear that, but that's what he had. Like, they have to die because they've done, you know, right. all, Uhtred whatever. was going to, like, Uhtred was supposed to die, but Leofrich stepped in, in typical Leofrich fashion, and just kind of says, hey, listen, the only thing that I can really give you is a warrior's death. So you're going to die because as we are going to find out in episode seven, and let's just kind of go into episode seven from there. Yeah, yeah. And I just... I still can't wrap my brain around the fact because when we were talking about this earlier, I just, I couldn't really even figure out, oh my gosh, all of this stuff needs to happen. And there's only two episodes left in the season. I know. Yeah. It's packed. And again, I think we just have too much knowledge of future seasons and it's difficult to come back. But I mean, we come, we come right into it. Yeah. We go right into it. And I think that, Leia Fritsch is still kind of battling and struggling with the idea that he has to fight and kill Uhtred. And, but this is why he's the best, Leia Fritsch. I mean, he just goes straight to him. And Uhtred is off with his pagan queen at the bar. I don't, I don't, not even with his wife. And it's just, and it's just like, I don't know if I would have chosen that as my final evening on earth. I just think that there were other things you could have been doing, but I mean, that's another you know, story. Yeah. I mean, but we're also not living in their world. 
True. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> they were much, much simpler times back then. Were they though? I don't think so at all. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say. How about they just had less technology? How about that? <laughs> I don't know. It was simpler. Yeah. Okay. So Uhtred is dumbfounded because his dear friend Leofrich has has told the king that they'll have a fight to the death and he just doesn't understand how his friend could do this. But really, this was just Leofrich trying to give him a warrior's death because he thought, listen, we're both going to die anyways. I might as well do the right thing for Uhtred. So Leofrich was being the hero here. Right. And that was just, it, it was good to see because by the end of it, you know that they both have kind of come to come to terms with what's going to happen and they still have a laugh about it. And I just think they do. that- And they have, they have a sweet moment that I think kind of rivals the last, what was it? The last, no, it was episode five when was like one of my favorite scenes when Abba dies and then, and then Leia Fritch comes up out of the mist. Remember <laughs> yeah. this scene yes. to kind of, yeah. So to me, it kind of rivals that. Like they have a sweet moment there and, Uhtred understands what Leofrich is doing. Leofrich understands Uhtred's, you know, they just have a sweet moment. Side note, why does Leofrich always have, why are his eyes so red? (laughs) He's stressed out. Like, you have to understand, like, he is still a Saxon, but he's there supporting this Dane. I don't think that's it. They play up this red... It's not even just bloodshot. It's like his eyes are bloodshot, but then also like underneath like the eye, it's it's really red. Like Maybe what he the- had allergies. They don't know about that stuff. It's not like they had Claritin. It's not what this is going on. They're trying to, the, the costume people are trying to play into something and I don't know what it is and it's bugging me because I can't figure it out. Hay fever? No, there's a disease that they are trying to tell us about, and I haven't figured it out, but continue. <laughs> we love Leofrich. We do. They have a moment. And he wanted to just make sure that Uhtred knew, hey, listen, I'm better than you, so you're going to die. I just was like, yes, yes, just tell him. Like That's something that a combatant, a warrior would say, like, I'm not going to let you walk out of here thinking I think he was being tongue in cheek there. I don't think that was. Yeah, but deep down inside, he he still felt that way. So from there, one of the actual funny scenes from this episode was with Baoka when he goes up to Uhtred the day of the battle and tells him, he's like, hey, Alfred wants to see you. And Uhtred is just dumbfounded like what does he want to see me for and Baoka was like um he doesn't know what to wear and he needs your help let's go so yeah that was kind of funny but it doesn't redeem Baoka yet and he doesn't he doesn't have a strong showing in this episode he's he is kind of off to the side right now and he is that's yeah. not like and for a character that we really see a lot of and grow to really love and care for. I think at this point, we really liked him at the beginning, but right now it's kind of like, all right, what in the world is going on with this guy? So I just kind of laughed at that as he was watching it because it was almost as if the writers were giving him something funny to say, but didn't really apply it to like those times. It would be something that like we would say, 
Like if, agreed. It was and, very out of it was yeah, very out of place. Yes. Absolutely. And and then we don't see him again until towards the end. And even at the end of this episode, he kind of doesn't yeah, he's off to the side a little bit for right now. So they're fighting. So Uhtred and Leofrich are having their fight to the death, and it's intense. And the Danes take this opportunity to come in while everyone is kind of distracted with the events happening where they drew the square, they made the square. What did they do? They made the square. They drew was, the square. I was, I was, hold on, hold on. Let's go ahead and get back to the. <laughs> yeah. They colored the square. There's no drawing, there's no art. Like, there's nothing artistic about it. They make the square. Leofrich and Uhtred painted the square. And (laughs) while they were creating their abstract work of art, the Danes come in and start killing people ruthlessly and attack Wessex. Don't forget to visit amyhaywood.com for all of your (laughs) art and artistic needs. Seriously? Oh my gosh. Oh, dear gracious. At what point is Amy Haywood art going to sponsor us? Because I heard they're big time. (laughs) No? Yeah, they're big. Okay. It's fantastic. World renowned, right? They're big in some circles. Not so big in others. (laughs) Well, the problem is, is that all we're doing is making squares. So if you're if you're big in circles, that doesn't really quite relate. Math term, watch how I put all that together. Anyway. The Danes come in and kill everybody. They're the worst. The fighting is over. But Leo Fritsch has to tell Uhtred. He has to tell him. He's like, hey, Arsling. The battle is over between us. Let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was yeah. so. It was so just random that Uhtred was just still going to keep fighting. But yeah. anyway, oh, yeah. They run off and they hide. Uhtred. They find a place to hide up in the attic of the barn, and we meet a new character. Not the way that we want to meet new characters, though. For sure, and we. Don't necessarily have to talk about this, but the reason that it needs to be brought up is because she's fantastic and she will grow to be one of our favorites. Yes. Yes. We love Hilt. But Hilt enters the scene on a very, we're not even going to talk about it. Inauspicious. Yeah. it's, It's just, it's not good. And it's like the worst of humanity is being played out. And so we have to watch that for a little bit. But... The reason that it's worth noting, other than the fact that we love her and that she's going to stick around for several, well, actually for all, for the rest of the seasons. Yeah, yeah. She hangs around. Spoiler alert, by the way. Sorry, sorry, sorry if you haven't watched, but you will love her. She's great. And it will give you comfort to know that she's around. She's wonderful. But Easel, this is where we really see her come into her awesomeness is she jumps to save the day. She jumps from the attic. Uhtred and Leofrich are kind of hiding. I mean, they're they're not really hiding like cowards, but they're just trying to, you know, they're playing the numbers. But Isolt is like, yeah, I'm not going to tolerate this. And female power, she jumps down and saves the day. So we love her and but Hilt. Side note, side note. I am going to say, yes, absolutely. Female power, that's fantastic. I just want it to be known that I could never do that. Because one, she's jumping from really what are you high talking up. Talking about like 
Ezolt jumps from a really high ceiling. Oh, like, I could she do that in a second. Uh, no, because yes, here's I could, what's I going could, to happen. I could rock that. No, because you would roll your ankle just like I would. No, I wouldn't because I would have landed right on top of who I was aiming for. Uh, incorrect. But here's the here's the thing. You ever had that where you jump down from something and you get that weird tingly feeling in your feet? I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying I would not experience that in that moment. I would have totally risen to the heroin role that Esalt does. That would have been exactly what would have happened to me. And then I would have paid attention to my tingly feet and then the Danes would have like cut me in half. So I was not built for that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's just say, but shout out to Ezolt for her cat-like reflexes. I, however, am nimble like a cat. I could have, I could have done that. I could have done I've, that. I've seen you run and do athletic things. I don't think. First of cat- all, first of all, shut your mouth. I have been in CrossFit competitions, and I right now <laughs> could climb higher than you could on a rope, like. Right now, I have freaky arm strength for weird things like rope climbing. I, ooh, I I'm need, just saying, I, I need do. it to be known that I did not go to public school. I was taught at home after kindergarten. So when I went back to school in high school, <laughs> I, for, I forget you were homeschooled. That's right. When I went to gym for the very first time, they had the rope climb. Two things really, really wrong with that. One, I had no idea how to do the rope climb. I just assumed you grabbed one hand over the other and just pull yourself up and you just hold on by grip strength. Had no idea that your feet needed to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Number two, I am deathly afraid of heights. Anytime I get to a spot where I'm up over something and I look down, my hamstrings feel funny. I am aware of your weird fear of heights and water, by the way. And snakes and the Grinch. (laughs) I forgot about the Grinch. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Jason is terrified of the Grinch and he comes near crying anytime he sees an image. So I, therefore, every Christmas take great delight in sending gifts related to the Grinch when he's not expecting it. I would like to say that I've been working on this this past year. I am much better when I see the cartoon Grinch. That one does not bother me as much as it used to. However, the Jim Carrey Grinch still horrifies me to this day. That's so weird. Can we get back to the fact that I am really good at rope climb? (laughs) And also, sixth grade field day, the flex arm hang, Amy was first place because I could just hang there for like days. It didn't matter. I was just like, are we still doing this? I I was just still hanging there. I don't know what it is, but I have weird arm strength. I am a horrendous crossfitter. It's insulting to the crossfit athletics that I would even call myself a crossfitter. However, I could like right now, like if I choose to go to the gym tomorrow with Kevin, which I won't at 6 a.m., but if I did and rope climb was in the wad, I could get 
all the way to the top, maybe not as fast as some of the other like quote unquote professional CrossFitters, but I could get pretty close. It's weird. I couldn't clean even the, what's the like beginner weight? I can't remember. What's 95? it called? When, no, like when you're the bar? like not the, no, like this, what's the, there's different, like there's a standard and then there's like a beginner, but it's not called beginner. It's a CrossFit term. You have to remember, I don't CrossFit. Okay. Like, RX is, not, is the professional. It's not RX. It's like. Like medicine? Oh my gosh. Anyways, I can't do any of those things, but I can rope climb. It's weird. So all that to say, I identify with assault here. Like I could, I could rock this. There were no ropes. She just jumped down from a really high height. I don't well, think that. True. I mean, that's true. That's just, it is what it is. But anyway, that's true. <laughs> they save, they save our brand new character. Hilt. We don't know her names that, but yes, we end up finding that out. But anyway. She's a nun, but she does later say something. Yeah, it is in this episode. When she's talking with Aylesworth about mourning about a child. Have you ever caught this? She says something about whenever a child suffers, the mother suffers. And I yes. know this. Do you, yes. ha, did you catch that? So I did catch that. So I was going to get to that shortly oh, because that okay. was something that yeah. I thought was kind of interesting from the episode. But before we even get there, we are now <laughs> in the marshlands and we have all the priests running from the Danes and Uhtred and Leofrich and our heroes are there to save the priests. And then they yeah. jump onto this boat and save this random stranger. And of course, the random stranger happens to be... King Alfred. King Alfred. I mean, you know that because it's because it's a TV show, you knew that was going to be somebody important. But still. Historically, Alfred is... He does run off and kind of hide in the marshlands. I say that like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think that he does. Yeah. I think that that's historic. Yeah. We're going to say that because that makes that makes for a better story. He is historically hidden in the marshlands. Historically speaking, I'm not sure if it was under these circumstances or if Uhtred really played a role in that. But yes, historically, that's how that went down. And the reason he hides there is because he has written in his scrolls, <laughs> this is the best hiding place. Don't come find me here. But oh, I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah. Is that true? No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He um, does have scrolls, the Chronicles. He does. And we go to a really good scene with Guthrum and Ragnar and Brita, who are in his scroll room because Guthrum has taken over the castle. Ethelwald has decided I'm going to stand up and pretend like I'm king. And Guthrum yeah. is like, yeah, get out of here with that. But yeah. they're in the scroll room and Guthrum, you notice he has latched onto these scrolls instantly and calls them magic. Yeah. And so that scene's been set for quite a while. They've been they've been playing that. And that is historical. <laughs> that is historical. That you is. Use that. That no, you're is. right. Yeah. Guthrum, he was the pagan that becomes a Christian. He was fascinated by all of this. So yes, he's going through the scrolls, he's calling a magic. 
Frida and Ragnar are there kind of just playing along. But generally speaking, the big the big story here is the Danes have taken over this area. They've taken over Wessex. This is it a castle? It's not a castle, whatever that is. And Alfred and the people that have survived are hiding in the marshlands. That's where we are. I'll say, and can we talk about for a second that as much so far, as much as Alfred and Uhtred have been against each other, they always seem to like wander off together and have these side conversations. Like they strategize extremely well together. They're bound. We know this. Even Uhtred tells us this later. They're bound. Yeah. They're bound together. I just think that they play off so well of each other because Alfred is going to have the intellect, the knowledge, the background from the scrolls, and Uhtred is going to have the battle-tested strategies. And Alfred doesn't really have those yet. They don't talk about that a lot, but like that's not where Alfred is best known. Yeah. It's the brains and the brawn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like me and you. I'm the brains. Well, actually, I think I just proved that I'm also the brawn. The bronze. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> the bronze. Hold on. The bronze. Hold on. The bronze. You're getting the bronze <laughs> for that comment. I will walk out of here with the gold and silver <laughs> for brains bronze. and brawn. Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> That's unbelievable. So <laughs> continuing on, we're up to two clicks, by the way, the record, of course, being seven. Uh, they're in the marsh. They're in okay, the marsh. We have to wrap it up. The sun's dying. Their Edward, son the sun is, is dying. The priests are all gone. Yes. Sent them off. Uhtred has decided, listen, Go send them off. They need to get word that you're alive. That's more important. And Aleswith freaks out. Well, it wasn't more important. Take that. Yeah. Aleswith freaks out. Yes. She freaks out because she thinks that the only way that they're going, that her son's going to be saved is through prayer. I need to get my hands on a Bible that these people used to read because I, okay, we're not going to get into theology, but I don't know what her problem is. I just think that, I think you kind of need to look at this. You and I both know that we don't like Aleswith very much at the beginning. She's not a very nice person, mostly because of how she treats Uhtred. And almost in this episode, I'm almost feeling the same way about how she treats Alfred. I just think that at this moment in time, people want to look at her as a bad person. But in her mind, I think that she's just having this blind faith, which is what... I think um, that false. their I think that their religion wants that. Like it, false. We want to say I false. don't think it's false. I don't think it's false. I think I don't that know they, what you're talking about right now. She's making up her own rules to fit whatever. I mean, at times it might be innocent, but she's making up her own rules to fit her narrative. I don't think she's making up her rules, and I don't think she's innocent. I think that she thinks that this is the only way that it's going to work because well, she that doesn't, might be, uh, but she's always scheming, so it's hard to tell. It, you're right, but I think in this instance, when you have a child that is sick and you have someone that is, you know, that close to you, you're going to latch on to the things that you know and you are well versed in. Okay, fair enough. 
and I won't make that argument, but I think she's always she's always scheming, and now it's kind of gotten her in a place where she doesn't know what to do. You know, I think this is her pride. That definitely has something to do with it, because I also think, too, she's noticing how close Alfred is becoming with Uhtred. And for someone that is supposed to be everything that they are against, Alfred is relying on him. Alfred is trusting in him. Alfred is listening to him. And even Isolt, who is giving Alfred this tonic because he doesn't feel well. Yeah. And at first he like won't drink it. I'm like, drink the tonic. (laughs) Drink it. Drink the tonic. And if there's gin in it, okay. But (laughs) but she's doing this out of caring for someone that is not feeling well. And that doesn't, I don't think Aleswith knows how to deal with that because that's not the way she's put together. That's fair. That's fair. I agree with that part. She just, she doesn't know what to do with this whole package. By the end of it all, you can see that she's still struggling with it. She's struggling with what's going on in her marriage. She's struggling with what's going on with her children. And in the end, it was kind of interesting to see Alfred finally stand up for what he thinks is best with Aleswith. Because whenever Aleswith has said something, he has always followed along with what she said. Thus far, you're right. He does. I think he finally kind of changes a little bit, a little bit later in other seasons. But yes, he does do that thus far. And you see him kind of, he's at the end of his rope and he doesn't know what to do. And I think that when it comes back to his child, he he's going to trust what he thinks is going to be best for his child. And once again, him and Uhtred are having this in-depth conversation and Alfred asked the question of the episode, why would God allow a pagan to save his son? I know. I thought that was, that was well-written. And Uhtred realizes. Yeah. I have a lot to say about that, but I just... I don't feel like there's time for me to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so much theology. It's profound. And I I actually really, for that reason alone, I really like this episode. I think there's a lot to kind of dig around. And if we had more time, I have notes of about six different examples that I would like to discuss. <laughs> Can we actually start a new podcast after this? Absolutely. <laughs> Called... Amy wrestling with theology truths. Uh, AWT squared? <laughs> AWT2? Yeah, I do. I have, I think that was a really well written scene. And I actually like the response that Uhtred gave during all of that. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic for another time. But the point is, we got to get to the end of this episode and. The Danes have taken over Wessex. The Alfred and his people are in hiding. The rest of them are a bit scattered. And Isolt is kind of shown herself to be awesome in a couple different circumstances. And in the end, as this episode comes to a close, she creates the yin yang bath in the mud. (laughs) And... Uhtred is wearing hunter boots, and I don't care what you say. Those are totally like hunter rain boots or mud boots or whatever they are. So we need to once again talk to the costume people for this. That was not something that was on my radar. I was trying to check out everyone's hair again because that's what I was told to do. Tell me he was not wearing 
I mean, I don't know what those boots technically are. I mean, are they rain boots? Are they hunting boots? Are they, what I would are call, they? I would call them duck boots or weather boots. Well, no, duck boots are the ones that have the late. These didn't. These were just like, I'm like, dude, come on. They just like pulled off the hunter label. <laughs> Anyways, so she's got the bath in the mud and she does her pagan thing and she saves the baby. But what we... All we know at this point is it's at the cost of another child's life, but that's all we know at this point. And hold that for future episodes. But then we have, then we have Baoka showing up and it's like, seriously, for as much as I like you, I really don't want you to be here right now because you can see that there is this connection that's being made between the Christians and between the pagans, and maybe they can find some sort of middle ground together to build this fantastic Wessex. And here comes Bioka. Right. And he's just, it's his insecurity that makes him start scrambling for words. And it's like, dude, you don't have to be insecure. No. Like Uh, God's not in heaven, like stressing out about this. Like calm down, buddy. Like just calm down. And Uhtred picks up on that totally because he he's he just like, hey, we did this. You didn't. You can claim victory, but we all know the truth here. And more importantly, Alfred knows the truth. Yeah, there were a couple of good back and forth between all of them. Yes, but it does. It ends. The baby lives. Baby Edward lives. We know that there's another child somewhere else that does not survive. And... I think that's basically how it ends. We have an appearance from the guy from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. But again, that's another story. <laughs> Kalima Shakti Day. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say that just, to, just in the back. Like somebody said, praise to God. And then he goes, Kalima. Yeah. yeah. Tell me I didn't nail that one. You did. That was one of your better. We're going to have to get some some pictorial evidence of that and put it on Instagram because that was a real thing. We need some picture evidence of this. The same character that was in Indiana Jones (laughs) 40 years ago makes a reappearance in The Last Kingdom. Maybe this is like back to the whole haunted thing that we started with in the beginning, the haunted houses. Oh, my gosh. Heroes and villains. Let's wrap it up. Let's do that, please. Heroes and villains. Last episode. This was another one of those situations where you and I just agreed on everything. We both said that Leofric was our hero. We yes. both said that Uhtred was our villain. So we also made a pact to kind of keep things as normal as possible. So you're going to go ahead and give your villain first. Amy, who is your villain of this no, episode? No, 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 because I'm... That's how it works. One, and then I do two, and then you do the last one. You close it out on a high note. Okay, that's fine, but I'm just going to tell you that you are not going to like my answer for my villain. Okay. That's okay. We're allowed to have arguments and you're allowed to be wrong all yeah, the time. Yeah, you're, but you're not, you're not even seeing this one coming. Okay. I tried hard. I spent way too much time thinking about this. My villain for this episode is the entire Viking army. <laughs> You know what? I'm okay with that. It's the best I could do. Because I'm going to tell you, like, I had a really, really hard time to find somebody that I didn't sympathize with or didn't think that 
they were portraying villainous characteristics. Agreed. And let me let me explain and help you out a little bit. I finally was able to settle upon that villain, as vague as it is, as I was rewatching this episode with Kevin, and he said, and I quote, it would be easier to like the Danes and this show if they weren't always killing so many women and children. Yes. yes, that is a true, true statement. And it was like, okay, that's going to be as, as good as I can get for this this episode. And because of the struggle that I was having as well, we never tell each other these things ahead of time. My villain of the week was the Dane that desecrated our new character, Hilt. <gasps> mm. That was wow. my villain of the week. Okay, so I think I'm going to call that. That's the as same. Cl- yes. I mean, I'm it's, call it's that the, same the same principle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Your hero. My hero, and I'm just I'm just going to say it because I know how things have gone recently, and it's just it's going to happen again. I'm calling it now. I put odds on it before. My hero of the week, God Vegas has been good to this me. Is, this is going to happen. My hero of the week is Easel. This is my <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this Easel is, was the best. Like the whole premise of our show is that we were supposed to always argue with I each know, other. Oh, I know. But you but know Jason... what? It's okay, though, because there have been some fun things, too, that have happened because of this podcast. Like the live promos that we do. Like, I just... <laughs> I know it sounds like a side note, but these promos that we do constantly remind me how much of a villain we both are. Like we both are villainous towards each other. Like we're not nice. (sighs) And it's fun. That's offensive. That's offensive. Because deep down, that's not really how it is. Deep down, I do. I care for you. I mean, I want to stab you sometimes, but not all the time, Jason, because... Because That's it. I care, I care about destiny, and destiny is all. Hey, because what do we always say at the end of every episode? Destiny, destiny is all. <laughs>